When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash goddessvault podcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to another episode of The Goddess's Vault. I'm your host, Midnight Star. 
That was Santa Claus is Pagan 2 by Emerald Rose. You can already guess what this week's episode is all about. Yule is coming up, but instead of doing the history of Yule and Christmas, I'm going to focus this podcast on three other religions. Because the holidays are not just about materialism, it's about peace on earth. I'm not going to focus on all the religions, but Muslim, Jewish, and Hinduism. Because aside from Christianity, they are also the most popular religions in the world. And for those of you who are Muslim, Jewish, and Hindi, please let me know if I got something wrong in this podcast. My contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. For now, here's a song from Dar Williams called Christians and Pagans. Amber called her uncle, said we're up here for the holiday. Jane and I were having solstice, now we need a place to stay. And her Christ-loving uncle watched his wife hang Mary on a tree. He watched his son hang candy canes all made with red dye number three. He told his niece it's Christmas Eve. I know our life is not your style. She said Christmas is like solstice and we miss you and it's been a while. So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table. Finding faith and common ground the best that they were able. Just before the meal was served, hands were held and prayers were said, sending hope for peace on earth to all their gods and goddesses. The food was great, the tree plugged in, the meal had gone without a hitch, till Timmy turned to Amber and said, is it true that you're a witch? His mom jumped up and said the pies are burning And she hit the kitchen And it was Jane who spoke She said it's true your cousin's not a Christian But we love trees, we love the snow The friends we have, the world we share And you find magic from your God And we find magic everywhere So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table Finding faith and common ground The best that they were raised and where does magic come from? I think magic's in the learning Cause now when Christians sit with pagans Only pumpkin pies are burning When Amber tried to do the dishes Her aunt said, really, no, don't bother Amber's uncle saw how Amber looked like him And like her father he thought about his brother, how they hadn't spoken in a year He thought he'd call him up and say it's Christmas and your daughter's here He thought a father's sons and brothers saw his own son tug his sleeve Saying, can I be a pagan? Dad said, we'll discuss it when they leave So the Christians, Christians and the pagans sat together at the table Finding faith and common ground, the best that they were raised Lighting trees in darkness, learning new ways from the old And making sense of history and drawing warmth out of the
I'm starting off this cultural understanding of other religions with one that, like paganism, is misunderstood and stereotyped in a negative way. The worst offenders of this misunderstanding is the news media. And now that I can include as part of the many who misunderstands Islam, is this soon to be president of the U.S.? However, I did see a show on Viceland. I don't remember the show's name, but I do know that the host who was Christian was in Dearborn, Michigan, celebrating Ramadan by fasting with the Muslim community there. I applaud Viceland for showing that. That puts a human face to all the negativity that mainstream media is constantly showing. As for all you Christians out there, Muslims do not celebrate Christmas. Their big celebration is Ramadan. Ramadan is in the ninth month of the Islamic calendar. And it's the month that the Quran was revealed. Now the start of Ramadan all depends on the sighting of the moon to mark the beginning of the celebrations. During Ramadan, every Muslim, with the exception of the sick, old, pregnant, and menstruating women and travelers, must fast from dawn to sunset. They can eat at night. But as for the exception of pregnant and menstruating women and travelers, they can make up for the missed days at a later time. Fasting itself is one of the five pillars of Islam, and the reason that all Muslims do this is for them to grow closer to one God. The fasting itself lasts for 30 days. Some of us pagans, not all of us, do a ritual fasting. Now, some of us can abstain from food and not drink for a prescribed period of time or certain hours, and we can meditate during that time. I'm not one of those pagans that fasts myself, Here's Jeff Stockton with Midwinter Fire. Spiral 
Spirit Guide of the Week. This week's Spirit Guide is another one that Santa Claus was based on. 
She is the Germanic goddess named Berchta. She is the goddess of abundance, so whatever you give her will be returned many times over. Berchta also rules the transit area for souls and cares for and guards babies that have died. She's also a protector of children, too. In Germanic folktales, Berchta is described as a beautiful lady dressed in white who mysteriously appears in the middle of the night to nurse babies. But that was before Christianity. Afterwards, Berchta was demonized as a witch. She evolved into a boogie woman who threatens children to behave before Yule. So like Krampus, Berchta punishes bad children, and like Santa, she gives gifts to the good ones. When you leave offerings on your altar for Berchta, do it in the same way you would offer Santa, but not milk and cookies. Offer her a hearty meal, like her favorite, herring and dumplings. Also give her snaps or other alcoholic beverages. That is it for now. Stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week. the toys out and stuffs bad kids in. Mother Beth is coming down. She rides on Master Skaggy, a goat whose back is strong. Her beard is great and scraggly, and her tail is ten feet long. With six or eight horns, a mustache or two, make a mistake, she's coming for you. That was Karina Sky with Mother Bertha's Coming to Town. I'm not going to go into the history of how Hanukkah started. I'd rather talk about the tradition itself. Hanukkah is the Jewish festival of light. It lasts for eight days. 
And like most other calendars, the Jewish one is also lunar-based, so Hanukkah can take place from late November to late December. During Hanukkah, on each of the eight nights, one candle is lit in a menorah. So the first night, one candle is lit, and the second night, another, and so on until the eighth night. There is a ninth candle, which is a special one called Shamash, or Servant Candle, which is located in the middle of the menorah. That one is used to light the candles. Before and after the candles are lit, there is a blessing thanking God and a hymn that is sung. There's also gift-giving and receiving on each of the eight nights. And of course, Jewish children play games. The most famous is the dreidel, which is a four-sided spinning top with Hebrew letters on all the sides. I'm not going to get into how the game is played. Instead, I'm going to play another cover of a Christmas song. It's the 13 Days of Solstice, again sung by Karina Sky from her album Pagan Yule Carol. If you don't get all the 13 Days of Solstice, you can check out this song on YouTube. On the first day of solstice, my coven gave to me a raven in a birch tree. On the second day of solstice, my coven gave to me two pentacles and a raven in a birch tree. On the third day of solstice, my coven gave to me Three money spells, two pentacles, and a raven in a birch tree. On the fourth day of solstice, my coven gave to me four elements, three money spells, two pentacles, and a raven in a birch tree. On the fifth day of solstice, my coven gave to me five organs. And a raven in a birch tree On the sixth day of solstice My coven gave to me Six golden statues Five open stars Four elements Three money spells Two pentacles And a raven in a birch tree On the seventh day of solstice My coven gave to me Seven books of shadows Six golden statues Five open stars Four elements
Day of souls is my coven gave to me. Twelve quadrant pot, eleven herbs are drying, ten flowers blooming, nine shamans strumming, eight dentric lessons, seven books of shadows, six goddess statues, five vulcan stars, four elements, three money spells, two pentacles, and a raven in a birch tree. On the thirteenth day of souls, my coven gave to me. Eleven herbs are drying, ten flowers blooming, nine shamans strumming, eight dendritic lessons, seven books of shadows, six goddess statues, five Vulcan stars, four elements, three money spells, two pentacles, and a raven in a birch For you, the listeners of the Goddessville podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Audiobooks like the unabridged version of The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien and narrated by Rob Inglis. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash Goddessville podcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash Goddessville podcast for your free audiobook. I'm going to be talking about another religion that has something in common with paganism. That's Hinduism. What's the commonality? Like Hinduism, paganism is polytheistic, otherwise believing in more than one god and goddess. Like Muslims and Jews, Hindus do not celebrate Christmas, but the closest thing they have to Christmas is Diwali. Diwali is Sanskrit for series of lights, so it is a festival of lights celebrated in between mid-October to mid-November, which is spring in the southern hemisphere, and it's a five-day festival. What this festival symbolizes is the victory of light over darkness, or good over evil, if you want to think of it that way. Now, the main part of the festival coincide with the darkest new moon night. But the day before Diwali begins, people are cleaning, renovating, and decorating their homes and offices. When the festival starts, people come out in their newest clothes to light lamps and candles everywhere. There are millions of lights shining inside, outside, doors, windows, and on the rooftops of homes, temples, and all the other buildings. Families then pray to Lakshmi, who is the goddess of fertility and prosperity, followed by fireworks, feasting, and gift-giving. Speaking of gift-giving, here's a gift of the Bonnie by Spiral Dance. Came to the bank with the moon in her hair 
She came from the old water dragon's dark land On the bank there she saw the mound shining bright And the first star of rising with wild silver light Oh, Bronyar, oh, Bowen, oh, Bridget, my queen I bring you the gifts from the visions I've seen I bring you my body, my voice and my hand To keep the old magic held deep in your land From the mound shone a vision of bright blazing gold And of serpents and spirals from the mysteries old Then from her body, but from her in song Came the wisdom and symbols she'd carried so long. Oh, Gronyar, oh, Bowen, oh, Bridget, my queen, I bring you the gifts from the visions I've seen. I bring you my body, my voice, and my hand to keep the old magic held deep in your land. This next story comes from jamesclairelewis.com. This one is called The Yule Fairy, The Winter Solstice Story. A group of little fairies huddled in their home deep under the root of a giant oak tree. They were safe and snug in their tiny underground cave lined with dandelion fluff, bird feathers, and dried moss. Outside, the wind blew cold and the snow fell softly down to cover the ground. I saw the Sun King today, the fairy named Rose said as she pulled her mossy cloak tighter about her. He looked so old and tired as he walked off through the forest. What is wrong with him? The great oak said he's dying, answered Daffodil. Dying? Oh, what will we do now? Little Meadowgrass started to cry. If the Sun King dies, our little plant friends will no longer grow. The birds will not come and sing again. Everything will be winter forever. Lilac, Dandelion, and Elder Blossom tried to comfort their friend, but they were all very sad. As they huddled together, there was a knock on the tiny door. Open up, fairies called out a loud voice. Why are you hiding instead of joining us in our solstice celebration? 
Rose opened the door, and the little gnome brown knobbly pushed inside, shaking the glistening snowflake off his brown coat and hat. We are too sad to celebrate, Daffodil said, wiping her eyes. The Sun King is dying, haven't you heard? He is dead, you silly fairies. Brown Nobly's round dark eyes sparkled with laughter. Now hurry or we'll be late for the celebration. How can you be happy and laughing? Elder Blossom stamped her little foot and frowned at the gnome. If the Sun King is dead, it will be winter always. We will never see the sun again. Silly little child fairies, Bonnobly grabbed Dandelion by the hand and pulled her to her feet. There is a secret to the winter solstice. Don't you want to know what it is? The fairies looked at him in surprise. Secret? They all said. What secret? We are only new little fairies, you silly gnome. We've never been to a solstice celebration before. Come and see, come and see. Get your capes and come with me. Brown Nobly danced and jigged around the room. Hurry, hurry, don't be slow. To the sacred oak grove through the snow. He danced out of the door and disappeared. What did the gnome mean? Rose asked as she gathered up her cloak of dried rose petals held together with cobwebs and lined with goose down. I don't know, but the lady lives in the sacred grove. Meadow grass pulled on her hat. Perhaps if we go and see the goddess, she can explain what Brown Nobly was talking about. The fairies left their snug little home and trudged off through the snow towards the sacred oak grove. The forest was dark with only the light of the moon shining down through the thick fir branches and bare limbs of maple and hawthorn. It was very difficult for them to get through because they were very, very small. As they wandered through the wet snow and shivered in the cold wind, they met a fox. Where are you going, fairies? Fox asked. To the sacred grove, they answered. They were cold and shivering. Climb on my back. I will take you there swiftly. The fox knelt down so the fairies could climb up. Then he raced off through the dark. Listen, Lilac said as they neared the grove of the sacred trees. Someone is singing a happy song. A lot of someone's. The beautiful music carried over the cold, still, moonlit air. It was the most beautiful music the fairies have ever heard. The fox carried the fairies right to the edge of the stone altar in the center of the grove, then knelt down. Look, said Elder Blossom as they slid down the snow-covered ground. There is the maiden and the mother and the old wise crone and many other little people. They are all smiling and happy, Lilac said as she looked around all the other creatures. All the animals are here too, whispered Dandelion. Why are they looking at the mother? The fairies moved closer to the three ladies seated on the altar stone. The mother held a bundle close to her arms, smiling down at it. The maiden reached down and took the fairies gently in her hands. She held them close to the mother so they could see what she held. A baby, the fairies cried. A new little baby. Look how he glows. He is the newborn sun king, said the maiden, smiling. But Brown Nobly and the old oak tree said the Sun King was dead, the fairies answered her. How can this little baby be the Sun King? That is the great secret of the winter solstice. The old wise woman touched the baby's cheek with her wrinkled hand. Every year the Sun King must come to the sacred grove during the darkest days of winter where he dies. I take his spirit to the mother who gives him new life again. This is the way for all creatures, not just the Sun King. You mean everything lives and dies and lives again? The fairies looked down in wonder at the baby Sun King, nestled in the arms of the mother. Yes, little ones, answered the old wise crone. There is never an end to life. 
This is the great mystical secret of the winter solstice. The fairies laughed because they were so happy. I think the little sun king should have a gift, said Rose. I will show him where the wild roses bloom in the early summer, and I will teach him to call the birds and listen to the songs of the wind, exclaimed Dandelion. And when he is older and stronger, said the mother, then the flowers will bloom at his touch. The bird will return to sing their songs, and the air will be warm from his breath and winter will be gone for a time. Then the Sun King will run and play with you in the forest. The little fairy sang to the baby Sun King the songs of the coming spring, the sweet smelling flowers, the bumbling bees, and all the secrets of the forest. And all the creatures within the sacred grove sang with them. Then the fox took them back to their snug home under the root of the giant oak tree, where they dreamed wonderful dreams, waiting for the warmth of spring and the fun they would have with the little sun king.
That was Gifts of the Fairies by Cornelis. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. If you have a topic or spirit guide suggestion, or have a meditation mp3 you want me to play, or you have a comment, you can go to the Music of the Goddess Vault Facebook page, tweet me at Goddess Vault, or write in the comment box in iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you hear this podcast. I'm going to play something off of Blackmore Night's Fires of Midnight album. This one is called Midwinter's Night. Blessed be.
Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.